Here we go. Welcome to the sobriety test we call the MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. We love to have some fun, and we look for things to talk about. Dave Johnson, with Dave Preston, George Wallace, Rob Woodford, the whole crew at WTOP. We don't have to look this week. It's all about we begin with the deal. The deal is the deal. Juan Soto going to the Padres. I'll just start it out. It, this is no surprise, not because he rejected a 15-year, $440 million or $440 billion contract, whatever he rejected. We knew this was coming. We should have known this was coming the minute Trey Turner and Max Scherzer left. Uh, that's really when the dismantling of this team started. And Juan Soto is just another chapter in that. And maybe maybe we've reached bottom and now it's about rebooting and, and figuring out the future. But this Juan Soto being traded when Trey Turner and Max Scherzer were allowed to leave is, is not a surprise. George Wallace, go. Yeah, I mean, look, you can. it's okay to say this This. This sucks, and it does, especially as a fan. I mean, you, it, it's fine. I get it. But I also get why they did it. And Mike Rizzo admitted there was a sense that they were not going to be able to re-sign him, no matter what you gave him as a blank check or whatever. So if that's the case, and if that seems to be the case, and he wanted to test free agency in a couple of years. And look, you, he has every right to do that. You have every right to do that, whether or not you want to stay here or not. Then he was never, you, he was never, you were never going to get as much for him as you were going to get yesterday, August 2nd, because the team has three postseasons left with him under control for two and a half more years. So you had to do it. If your job is to make this baseball club and franchise better, then you have to do it. It sucks because. This is another guy walking out the door that names that Dave just mentioned. And look, and if, and if, if, if in a few years we get to know some of these names and that's great. And fans are saying, well, why should I get attached to these guys? Because when it's time for them to come up for contracts, they're going to leave as well. And I get that also, but I, I, I understand why they do it. But if the fact that you let a 23 year old guy that they're comparing to Ted Williams and Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb walk out the door, that is tough to swallow. And it's okay to be mad about it, but I also get why they did it, and that's what you have to look forward to now in the future. And I also don't believe this team, it's the same as uh, the, the Babe Ruth, and this is now cursed. Because, by the way, the Yankees were not just Babe Ruth for all their, their success, right. and, and I, don't, I don't believe in curses. I don't know if that opinion would go well in Chicago and Boston, but I don't believe in curses. Rob Woodfork? <laughs> Well, it's fitting that uh, there's just a random picture of me when I was skinnier and happier because uh, I'm just uh, I'm not happy with this because, look, it, for whatever baseball reasons you make the trade, it's bad for baseball reasons. You're not going to get equal value for Juan Soto. Juan Soto is that winning lottery ticket that you get when you get all these prospects. So basically what the Nationals did was hey, we have the mega million winning ticket here and we'd like to trade it for more for more uh, tickets. That makes no sense because you're not going to get anybody as good as Juan Soto. And furthermore, he has more value beyond the baseball field. You know, I just wrote this column for WTOP.com. There's uh, a, a, a whole myriad of reasons why he's so good for your franchise. He's charismatic. He's He's fun to watch and... The face of your franchise, that's what you need right now when you're going through a painful rebuild. And we touched on some of this last week. So you're going to go through this rebuild. You're going to ask your fans to be patient with you as you lose probably 100 games. 
I mean, it, it, it just doesn't square. And it doesn't sit well with me that Mike Rizzo sat there you know, with his championship ring on hand. The message to the fans are, you know, I, I wore this ring uh, purposely, okay? It shows what we've done in the past and what we're going to do in the future. Uh, and, uh, you know, in 2019, we had a slogan, bumpy roads lead to beautiful places. <clears throat> we're, you know, we're in a bumpy road right now. And uh, we believe that coming out of this thing, it'll be a beautiful place. It was just like, just brazenly, like basically, hey, I built a championship team once, I'll just do it again, as if it was this easy thing and as if he had this 110-win juggernaut that just blew through uh, all the competition in 2019. No, you had five winner-go-home games and trailed in all of those games and went on to win. You did something that was historically difficult. Even in winning, they did things the hard way. So, uh, you know, to to just say, hey, trust me, we're just going to build this thing up again. No, I don't trust you because every young player that was supposed to be the foundation for what it is you're trying to build is now wearing another uniform. So he lost a lot of public trust by making this move. And it was, you know, Trey Turner, one thing, uh, Bryce Harper, another thing, and Anthony Rendon, all those reasons, fine. Those guys all left so that you could pay Soto. And now it comes time to pay Soto and you don't want to pay Soto. If you don't pay Soto, then who are you going to pay? Well, Luis I think, Garcia. Well, I think, hold on real quick, real <laughs> right. quick. I think, I think if, if, if this team were going to compete next year or even the year after, mm. then I say it's a completely different story. But this team is not going to compete while Juan Soto is under your control. So you take the chance. He suffers through another 200-year lost seasons, and he's the only reason to come out to the ballpark, but he's just kind of dragging through the season. If if it were different, then I'd say you keep him and you try to take another run at signing him and say, look, we are now getting this close. We're close to doing this. But in two and a half years, this team is not going to be where Juan Soto is ready to compete, and I don't know if it's going to be close. So you have to so, – so then you're taking the chance that he's just going to walk and you're going to get nothing for him. So yeah, and I believe also baseball, and we'll get to you, Dave Preston, real, um, just make this quick. It's not like basketball and winning the lottery ticket. That analogy, like you get LeBron James and bam, look what's look what, what happened. It takes more than one player to to win in baseball. And, and it, the evidence is what is going on right now. Nationals have won Soto, and and they're a last place team, the worst team. Well, yeah, because they they've traded away everything around them. Well, no, but that's that's but but my point is, you, you're not you can't give everything to Juan Soto. It's got to be about more than than, than Juan Soto. It, just like the Padres are going to be about more than Juan Soto because right. they're built to win now, and they probably have a good chance to win the but, World Series. Dave but, Preston, but my que- but, Dave but my question is real quick. My question is though. If the organizational arrogance is I can find another Juan Soto or I can find another Trey Turner, why isn't the 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 organizational arrogance then I can get a bunch of guys around Juan Soto? Well, no, I don't. I don't like that term organizational arrogance. I think this hurt uh, Mike Rizzo because uh, they discovered Juan Soto. They signed him before anybody could look at him. I think it was it was a painful decision, but it. I think to George's point, they were getting a sense that in two years they weren't going to be able to resign him no matter what the situation was. And so they had to make the hard call. Dave Preston. I think uh, it, this these aren't mutually exclusive as far as it, it hurts me that they had to trade Juan Soto, that we're losing Washington. When I say we, we, Washington, uh, the community is losing a generational player, a guy who could have been a cradle-to-grave guy like uh, Ryan Zimmerman, the next generation's Ryan Zimmerman. So 
it, it hurts to lose him because you read in baseball history where Ruth played with Garrick, who played with DiMaggio, who played with Mantle, or in other sports where Russell played with Cousy, who and the Russell played with Cowan or uh, you know, Havlicek, who played with Cowans, and, and great organizations or organizations that exp- aspire to be great have those lineages. And it looked like for a second, oh my goodness, Juan Soto is having this awesome 2019 season. You could make the case that Soto was the best offensive player on that team that won the championship, that, wow, this is the guy of the future. This is the next generation. It didn't happen. Um, But I think while that hurts, I think you can also, it's also true that they needed to get players for him. They needed to build the organization I view this as the last installment due of being so good from 2012 to 2019, where they were a buyer every single year. They raised the farm system, not R-A-I-S-E-D, but R-A-Z-E-D. They they sold parts. They uh, Lucas Giolito, see you later. Nick Pavetta, we're going to trade you for Jonathan Papelbon. Other guys, they, they, they did what they could to build a championship team and add those late pieces like uh, a Melanson, like a Daniel Hudson, who recorded the final out in the 2019 World Series, and, and doing so pretty much starved their farm system. And since then, since last year, when Steven Strasburg got hurt, the bill became due for, all right, You, this team is not going to contend. This team is not going to win as constructed. And unfortunately, this was the last installment of you know, you've 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 got to rebuild the farm system. You've got to restock the organization. This team is not going to be good in 2023 or 2024, and they may be okay in 2025 the way they're built. Uh, I, they do get some good pieces coming back, and you know Luke Voigt, who uh, had 22 home runs during the COVID season uh, of, of 2020. So you and you do have prospects. Are they going to be great? There's no guarantee. It's like uh, swapping a bottle of Opus One for a couple crates of grapes. You know, you have no idea. You hope, and uh, you just have to buy into what the Nationals have done because they were successful before building this organization. You have to hope, and this is where being a fan, being someone who covers these this team, you got to have a little faith in what they're going to do. This was just the move that they had to make, and that's what breaks the heart at this time, that they couldn't build around Juan Soto. A lot of it traces to the, uh, the Steven Strasburg contract that, did not work out, unfortunately, as well as other deals. So this is the world we live in, and you got to move ahead, sadly. Right, but here, here's the problem, though. This is not the Cubs. This is not a 100-year-long uh, you know, legacy team. This is not the Red Sox. This is not the Yankees where it's just like, ah, you know, we'll just suck for five years and the fans will be here. This team is 18 years old. Right. This team is 18 years old. So – you have to have a face of the franchise for people to latch on. You mentioned Ryan Zimmerman. Ryan Zimmerman was a great player. I don't want to take anything away from Ryan Zimmerman, but unless you are a diehard baseball fan, nobody outside of Washington knows who Ryan Zimmerman is. So Juan Soto, that is a, you know, we throw around generational talent more so he's a household name. Everybody knows who Juan Soto is for the most part. So it's, that's a guy whose name resonates outside of Washington and brings attention to Washington. And, uh, you know, th- this is a franchise that will now, and our colleague uh, Sean Anderson said this on the DMV download on the day of the trade, you're, you're about to sink into irrelevance. And that is 
uh, just ruinous for a franchise that's only 18 years old and still trying to build up a fan base, a loyal fan base. So it's like, yeah, the 2019 run was great. It was awesome. And nobody wants to take that away. But you have to build for something beyond just the wins and losses in building a baseball team. You have to build a fan base. And when you take away a guy who brings attention to Washington outside of Washington, uh, that, that, that's a, that doesn't help. Well, but I mean, the fan base, to your point about the fan base, they, they're not, they're not going to come to see Juan Soto on a losing team uh, and, and hit I mean, four at bats. They're, they're, they're 11th in the National League right now out of 15 teams uh, in attendance. Last year, they were 12th in the National League. So, that, Right, but that's not going to grow now. Pardon me? That's only going to get worse now because well, but, the, but, the but, I mean, one guy you is, had on the roster but, that was box let office. Let me make my point. Let me make my point. Your point is saying that you got to build a fan base. Well, we got Juan Soto and the fans weren't coming out. Because the team was losing, so so it's it's it, it you know the the issue of the the fan base it's it's been a uh, I've heard this for fifty years about whether Washington is or isn't a baseball town. Uh, long before Juan Soto got here, this, this team was averaging over thirty thousand a game and was one of the the biggest draws. We're looking. I'm, I pulled up the figures: the 2013, 2012, 2014 seasons, et cetera. Now, part of that I'll grant you is post pandemic, perhaps, but again, mm -hmm. it's, it's, all you can do is compare against other teams. They're 11th of, uh, out of 15. Um, they were not coming now to see Juan Soto because it, it was a losing team. So um, I, I think the, the – and, and also Washington's a transient area, so it's like, you know, it, it, it'll ebb and flow. Like, I grant you that. But, but to Rob's point, but, but, to Rob's but, point, I shudder to think. Nationals now? <laughs> to Rob's point, I shudder to think uh, of going to the ballpark the next two months and hearing the attendance figures when they <laughs> read him in the seventh and eighth inning, especially after the NFL season kicks off. And this and this team is probably going to be technically eliminated. I would think maybe around Labor Day or so. Um, but well, this they'll, is they'll go down this, but you know what they've they, they've they've built from one hundred. Everyone who says this, okay, this. They're, they're having a very bad season in 2022. It's not even nearly as bad and as embarrassing as this team was before Mike Rizzo you know, got control of this, where it was just this, this team was comically bad from 2008 to 2010, basically, where you had just off the field shenanigans, a sausage sandwich exploding in the sky because somebody put it in a T-shirt gun and they were shooting it as a promotion, uh, misspelling the name of uh, the Nationals on uh, Ryan Zimmerman's jersey, misspelling Teddy Roosevelt's name. So this this franchise is much better than it was 15 years ago and went through its last you know spell of being really bad. And yeah, I, you know, they've built a contender in the past. We, we got to believe that they're going to do it again. The thing is, if Juan Soto wanted to stay here, he would have stayed here. And that's, I mean, the, the fact that he did not want to sign the long-term extension, no matter what, there was no counteroffer from what uh, we have heard. If he, if he wanted to make D.C. his permanent home, he would have done so, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, yeah, I, 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 I guess we'll never know because yeah. we, he never got a real offer. If that was 15 years, 500 million, and he walks away, then fine. If it's 10 years, 440, then I get how he walks away. But those weren't the figures that he was given. So, you know, part of me and, you know, just in speaking with, you know, people around baseball, it, it just seems like this was, hey, let's, uh, let, let's make this as desirable as possible for the next owner. And that sucks because the fans don't deserve that. But I think I, I think this changed because there was always the, you know, the Mike Rizzo comment, we have promised you we are not 
trading Juan Soto. I think once they made the couple offers and whether or not, whatever the offers were or not, right. okay, whatever it was, I, they got a sense that they were not, he was not going to resign. Boris never made a counter offer. There was never any really dialogue. They just made the offer to Juan to try and lock him up under while they have him under control. And that's still two and a half years away. So mm-hmm. I think once they got that far and they realized, like, what are we doing here? We're going to keep up in this. And in two years from now, he's not going to sign if we offer him $500 million. We need to do something to get to him. Again, because the team has got awful bad, and it's not going to be good in the next couple of years. So why not do it? Because you're, you're in last place with Juan. I get coming out to the ballpark. I get his pictures everywhere. But at some point, you know, and then and, and who knows? I, and I guarantee you they talk to prospective owners about this. There's no way they didn't have any conversation with owners. Right. Uh, coming in about this and probably a lot of the guys didn't want to be handled if handed a 500 million dollar price tag when you walk in or a contract to deal with or they would have to figure it out in a couple of years and be off to a rocky start in a brand new uh a, a, a brand new investment for them so and that's what sucks because for fans nobody's going out it's not the learner nationals you know it's supposed to be the washington nationals and for fans like this 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 sucks and i do t- i mean i i have taken it kind of personally because like going out to the ballpark, I think uh, he's a great player, and uh, and even on a professional level, like we we love to cover generational people. I mean, look, uh, like Alex Ovechkin, right? Like that guy's a generation. That's the only guy. That's the only superstar who resonates outside of Washington that we have presently in this market. So, yeah, it, it it's gonna suck to to be uh, associated with being a less than you know top tier sports town. Just because, you know, oh, well, you know, the learners were just trying to make it cheaper for the next guy. I mean, it, it's, it, it sucks. It's the, look, I get it's the business uh, aspect of it, but, you know, it just sucks. It sucks. Do you well, think, I, I do think, you think he would have accepted a 500 million? I will never know. But no, do you think it's for everything we've heard? Do you think if you had said, here's one, here's $500 million, even you, Scott Boris, can't turn this down? If he, if he had turned, I, I just get the sense, you, and they got the sense that he don't want to be here. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, if you make that offer, then you've made a public declaration that we've done everything that we can to re-sign him. And then, and then it is truly on him, you know? Well, I I think it, yeah. Look, if I'm the learners, I'm the owner of this team, whoever it is. uh, And you're, you're selling the team. Why not offer him a billion dollars? Cause what do you care? You're not paying for it. So in other words, (laughs) I I don't blame necessarily the learn. No, seriously. Seriously. You're right. You're right. though. If you're about to leave, what do you care? What what you're you're paying uh, Charlie Slows or what you're paying whoever you shouldn't care. You're about to sell the franchise. You're about to get yours. You didn't have to build the stadium. You just had to pay for the for the franchise. You're gonna you're gonna make a huge profit. And and that contract is not a personal deal with, right. with the learners. It's with the club. So you can offer them seven hundred million. What the hell do I care? Because somebody else, the next guy, is going to get get saddled with that. I, I just think it's, and maybe I, I become uh, too used to this. is This is part of what happens uh, in in all sports, and because of free agency and and the, the the windows you have, and and as a general manager, you have to get a sense about what the right or wrong move is, and you you know time is going to tell who ends up being right 
in this situation. But I grew up a fan of the Orioles, and the Orioles did things the right way. They developed the, their talent. And what did they do? They went to the 69, the 70, the 71 World Series. We're so competitive. And then free agency happens, and, and players that they developed, and these are names you'll have to Google, but they were great players. A Bobby Gritch, uh, a, a Don Baylor. Uh, well, as a kid, I'm thinking, they're going to be with us forever, and we're going to win all these. No. They, were, they became free agents. And Gene Autry, who, who owned the California Angels, the singing cowboy, he was spending money left, right, and center that he that didn't make sense, but they left. And and it, it made it hard for the Orioles, but they found a way to reboot and and eventually won the 1983 World Series. So um, this but is the that- landscape we live in. And, I, and again, I get, agree with Thomas Boswell today uh, that, that, you know, you would have liked to see more out of the – uh, this team that won the World Series in 2019, but Strasburg, we don't know if we'll ever see him. Uh, and at that point, they decided to let go with Tur- Turner and Scherzer. And I, I think, unfortunately, this is just the continuation of, all right, we are not only are we rebuilding, but we're dismantling. Uh, right. And to and, and to your point about those Orioles, like how different would we view the Orioles if they traded Cal Ripken for a bunch of prospects? And had to watch him in another uniform. It's like I, it, you know, with with watching Trey Turner go, it, it sucks. But it's the business we've chosen. With Max Scherzer, it sucks. But it's the business we've chosen. You understand Max because I mean he's he's, he's an older player at this point. You know, with well, uh, you know well, Bryce Harper going, you understand it sucks. But it's the business we've chosen. Juan Soto. It feels more personal because we've literally watched him grow up. He was a teenager when you brought him up to the majors. You've seen him grow up into this great all-star, and that's supposed to be the guy who wears it like a Cal Ripken, who wears your uniform for 20 years and represents and, and, and is a great ambassador for your franchise and brings your franchise you know, sort of to a national platform like Cal Ripken did with the Orioles. The, yeah, well, and, but, and, and so when, when Sean Anderson says curse of the childish Bambino, one of the most famous stories in baseball is the curse of the Bambino. The Boston Red Sox sold off Babe Ruth in 1920 to a guy named Harry Frazee so he could get money to fund the Broadway show. No, no, Nanette. That was the curse of the Bambino. Today, it's the curse of the childish Bambino. When a team gives up on a player like Juan Soto, who could be one of the greatest hitters of all time, you have set your franchise back years. I 100% believe that that's a thing. I don't, because if you don't re-sign Soto, and I know all the things that led up to it, but there was a genesis where this could have gone a different way. Right. So, uh, and I think Sean Anderson meant to say the younger Bambino because they called Juan Soto childish. I didn't. I didn't oh no, 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 no! That's his. That's his actual nickname. It's a yeah. play off yeah, of yeah. Um, right, right. childish Gambino. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh. I, I mean the Cal Ripken. Uh, well, we could go round and round with this. I mean Cal Ripken <laughs> stayed in Baltimore uh, for for different reasons, and he's a different. Right. Kid. And it's not he, apples he, to apples. I I no, I recognize no, no. that. Anyway, any other thoughts? Uh, because uh, obviously nobody's ever going to agree on this. We'll find out in five or six years. Jumping back in, guys, talking about it yesterday on the DMV download with Sean. Uh, it, it, I think you can't deny that it was a dark day in baseball for this franchise because it, it was also the, the period, the parentheses, uh, the, uh, the end of the glory years of this franchise. It's only been here you know, for 18 years, but 
from 2012 to 2019. It was a great time to go to the ballpark. They made the playoffs consistently. They only had one year in that uh, stretch where they lost 80 games or more, and that was an 82 and 80 uh, season. So it, it, it's it, it's sad that uh, that things end. And but it was awesome that they were here when they yeah, well, when, 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 when they were here. So it's uh, the delayed end of, yeah. of, of the glory uh, time because it, go back and listen to DC sports titles from just last summer. We were talking about still, can this team be a contender right. last year? It was still yeah. very, and much, they were, they, they were. were Schwarber doesn't get hurt. Gums doesn't again, get hurt. Again, it's a the, different world completely. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a different story. And this, this, yeah. uh, it, it's an unfortunate, uh, you know, and that's for sure. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the DC Sports Center. We appreciate your time. Sponsored by MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. And that's the great thing about being a sports fan. We don't have to agree on anything. Great. Great. Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.